Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with the Animals. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Thank you for joining me. Now, because we've, I've had a lot of complaints, but also because it's Grand Prix this weekend, I thought I'd talk about something fairly topical, being noise phobia in animals, mainly dogs. Uh, you don't get too many horses around uh, Albert Park, but certainly horses can have noise phobic problems, uh, but also obviously cats. Now, I will be covering mainly dogs simply because I think that's what more people are aware of with noise phobia. Uh, but please, I'm also talking about cats. So we'll sort of combine dogs and cats at this stage for the um, for the podcast in this one rather than covering the separate species and pretty much leaving horses out of it. Although obviously common sense and all the rest of that when it comes to horses, if you know there's going to be fireworks, etc., etc. Now, noise phobia is um, not a new problem in animals. It's certainly becoming more prevalent, particularly as our animal companion friends live longer and we do more and more uh, housing and stuff that's – in the old days there was more space. Dogs had a slightly more natural lifestyle than they do today. So, of course, the more we move away from nature, in a lot of cases, the more problems we have. And, of course, you look at the shape of the dog. The closer they are to the proverbial blueprint, looking like a wolf or a dingo, versus looking like something like a Frenchie or a bulldog or a chinchilla cat, those sorts of things, generally the less um, further away you are from the blueprint, the less problems you have. Generally the brachyphilics and so forth will have more problems on a whole bunch of levels, often including noise phobia. Now, the first one I want to talk about is storms because it's slightly different from your traditional noise phobia. There are definitely some dogs and cats that are scared of storms. Now, I know a lot of people will play thunder desensitization, blah, 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 and some people have good results with those working with their dog over time. However, there are some people that tell me, yeah, can wear a thunder shirt, can do whatever, can play desensitization music, crank it up to full volume when there's not a storm. But the moment we start getting the atmospheric pressure and getting to the storm, my dog gets really worried. Now, these dogs are not noise phobic. They don't cope with the atmospheric pressure. Um, they can have a lot of problems with the acoustic nerve. They may or may not be noise phobic with other problems, but they actually feel the electricity in there in their coat and it literally feels to some of them like getting zapped um, and that's why with some dogs a thunder shirt will help because with the fabric on the body it can release essentially uh, some of the static electricity 
For those sorts of dogs, you can certainly contact me or cats because I have known of a few of those. There's one particular nest infraceutical polarity that can be incredibly helpful, but that is different from a true noise phobia. Now, your traditional noise phobia, your um, nail guns, fireworks, you know, um, motor cars zipping around a racetrack making a hell of a lot of noise plus all the corresponding crowds, bands, etc., etc. Many, many dogs don't like. But I'm also going to be upfront here and say a lot of the problems with it are often created by or certainly exacerbated by their human carers. If the first time the dog starts exhibiting a bit of uneasiness about noise and the owners are going, oh, it's all right, it's all right, pat, 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 they're actually reinforcing the behavior. So if your dog is noise phobic, don't do a whole lot of inappropriate reassurance. You're only setting yourself up and the dog to have problems worse later down the track. If you know something is coming, um, and I mean, obviously with a Grand Prix, we know fireworks around um, New Year, sometimes Easter, various shows and celebrations, you're generally told or have a reasonable idea there's going to be fireworks. With those types of ones, you've at least got time to prepare. Do not, I repeat, do not. If I was writing it, it would be bold, underscored, in capitals, with cap locks and exclamation marks. Afterwards, do not leave your animal outside. Uh, if your dog starts showing signs of noise phobia, unless it's like one of my guys who's 80 plus kilo and bigger than any crate there is, crate train them because they're going to be a lot happier and everybody, including your walls and your furniture, are going to be a lot safer if you have to go out with a noise phobic dog. If it's in its crate, it's happy and it's comfortable, can't do much damage to anyone. So I really do recommend crate training. I'm the first to say a large crate is a pain in the ass in a small apartment. I get that. However, um, it's a lot better than losing half your apartment or losing your dog. Now, if you know your noise, uh, your dog is ultra, or your cat, ultra noise sensitive, as far as I'm concerned, you do not go out to the New Year's Eve party or whatever. You do the responsible thing and stay home with your dog. So many people tell me, oh, but I thought they'd be safe in the backyard. Sorry, doesn't cut it. As far as I'm concerned, being blunt, they deserve to lose their animal. They knew but they chose to go to a party over their dog. Yeah, no time for that. I'm sorry. Your dog, your responsibility. I'm not a huge fan of medication, I've got to say. Um, generally, you can set up a comfortable home environment and be home with a dog enough that it's not an issue. So, you know, things I'll do some dogs actually become light phobic with the fireworks as well. So blinds pulled down. One of my dogs was quite noise phobic with fireworks and I lived in Springvale, which in Melbourne is the home of the firework. So every new year they started at around 9.30 and they finished at half past three in the morning. It was a very long night. So I actually wound up with a movie I used to put on loop every year um, and it was basically one about a whole bunch of Native American legends. So between all the buffalo hooves, all the horse hooves, you really couldn't tell 
what was going on outside if you cranked it up a bit. For some reason, the horse and the buffalo hooves seemed to break it up and that seemed to be uh, the best option. So, yeah, I used to be able to pretty much quote that one word for word for several years, but it did the job. So some people may find um, TV, other people may find music. Certainly there's some um, good imprinted music and stuff, You healing imprinted music and stuff you can try. Uh, but if you have to put your dog in a calm freeze and hold it, do so. Clip it onto the lead, um, put the lead either under your foot or on the chair next to you and just sit and read. Dog can pant and shake and quiver. You don't make a fuss. You don't make eye contact, but the dog can't do any damage. You get through it. Obviously, stuff like um, the Ness Infraceuticals ESR Chill Peace, uh, Rescue Remedy, those sorts of things. The Australian Bushflower Essences have a couple of good um, combinations. Certainly those in the water beforehand and I'll often do if I know the uh, fireworks for example are going to be off going off at midnight I'll start at 11 o'clock every 10 minutes giving them a squirt get them um, drop down slightly but the one of the really important things is to keep your own heart rate and breathing even because if you're uptight and you're going oh my god <laughs> yourself what's the dog going to pick up on so really pay attention to yourself. Um, one of my clients, ironically, actually found if she did a yoga routine half an hour before she knew the fireworks were going to be going off, her dog was much better because it was picking up on her cues and because she'd done all the yoga, she was better. So these, you know, try these sorts of things out. There's plenty you can do. Um, and if you have to keep your dog in for two or three days with something like the Grand Prix, well, you just plan around it. It's not always fun, but that's one of the responsibilities of having a dog. Uh, now, both dogs and cats, um, and this I really want to emphasize, again, underscores, capitals, big letters around, lights around it, the whole box and dice. They've done a lot of interesting studies and over 90% 90% of dogs that are in inverted commas noise phobic have undiagnosed pain. Now, of course, that also goes back to what I was saying earlier about the uh, further away you are from the traditional blueprint of looking like a wolf or a dingo if you're a dog, the more problems you have and often you're more nose phobic, that's because you're generally, um, the way they're put together, they have a lot more pain. A lot of the long back short-legged dogs like the Maltese Shih Tzu Crosses and so forth, um, Dachshunds, all those sorts with back problems, particularly a lot of little Maltese Shih Tzus and the Jack Russell Crosses that as they get older, their front legs really bow in. Most people don't realize how much pain these dogs are in. And often once, um, and it's often sadly only when the dog's got out, freaked out, hurt itself because it's scaled leaping fences in a single bound without a super dog um, cape on because of fireworks, or it might be building, it might be nail guns, back car backfiring, whatever it is, 
they go to the vet and all of a sudden they, uh, the vet's also saying, well, hang on a minute, your dog's got a reasonable amount of arthritis. Has it been slower to get up in the morning? Oh, yes. Oh, maybe we haven't really noticed. Put the dog on a course of painkillers and all of a sudden the dog loses five years and they start to realize that in actual fact, the dog has been very sore for quite a period of time. But A, because dogs are genetically wired not to show pain because if you show pain to the other members of the pack you may be pulled down and two because it happens gradually as it does with us aging generally happens gradually unless you leap out in front of a car or something and get squished you don't tend to notice till you try something that you might not have done for five or ten years and it's not as easy as it used to be and that's when you suddenly realize you've aged And so in the same way, because it creeps up gradually, you may not always notice that your animal's in pain. And unfortunately, pain management is something that many vets don't pick up on. So if your dog is noise phobic, um, you know, go to your vet, ask to talk about pain management and discuss pain management. And if your vet doesn't find anything, don't feel bad, go to a holistic vet. You can't always blame the vet because remember what I said, dogs aren't going to show signs of pain. Now, most vets won't look at the way a dog walks. They'll simply see it in a small consult room. Um, And many vets really don't pick unevenness of gait unless the dog's literally got a leg off the ground. They don't realize. So really make sure it's up to you to be your advocate for your dog um, and really look at pain management. And once you get the pain under control, you may also find that your dog is less reactive to noise next time round. Now, once they're noise phobic or reactive to noise, um, they will always have that tendency. But it doesn't mean that with the right pain management and the right leadership, you can't mitigate that by 80 or 90%. You can. I'm not saying it's a lo- not a lot of work. It can be, but it can be done. And as always, it's up to us to be proactive, be responsible, and really look out for our four-legged friends. They do rely on us. We are their advocates. We are their only hope for a happy, healthy, pain-free existence. So please always keep an eye out for your animal friends. Do the right thing by them because they will always, always do the right thing by you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking With The Animals. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, and please, I'd love you to leave a review or a comment. If you have any um, questions, topics, comments you'd like, please always feel free to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Stay safe, enjoy the weekend and the Grand Prix if that's your thing. And as always, remember, until next time, talk with the animals. Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator, CST, and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? (laughs) 
Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.